Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So it's just turning 11 minutes past eight, and it sounds like a quiz question. What's the newest embassy in Seoul? The answer, if you were just hearing me build up to this, would be Latvia. In fact, Latvia is the first of the three Baltic states to have an embassy in this country. And we have a pair of special guests in honour of that occasion. Ambassador Mr. Normans Penke, who is uh, actually based much of the time in Japan, but is the ambassador to Korea. Good morning to you. Very good morning to you as well. And Mr. Oleks Ilgis, charge d'affaires of the embassy, who's based here full time. Good morning. Yeah, great to have you here as well. So, and interesting to get both of your perspectives on this. Um, Mr. Penket, you've been in Japan for a couple of years, two and a half years? Yes, that's right. And so f for this now, across the EC, as we would call it here, uh, you, you find yourself with this other job as well. How did that come about? Well, it was a um, decision uh, years ago, in 1991, when we established relations uh, with the Korea. Then it was absolutely clear that at one stage we'll have the embassy in uh, Seoul, as well as the Koreans will have the embassy in Riga. It took some while, but in 2012, the Korean embassy opened uh, the first uh, representation in Baltic region, in Baltic states. And, uh, of course, uh, we came along and now in this year, uh, this uh, September, we have established uh, our embassy here in uh, in Seoul. It's it's really uh, first Baltic, as you mentioned, first uh, embassy from the Baltic states here in, uh, in Seoul. Um, it is um, absolutely logical that uh, we have here uh, our permanent representation, which uh, represents uh, Latvia in, in, in Seoul. And Mr. Ilgis, when Mr. Penke is in Japan, I guess you're running the shop over here. How does that work exactly for those who aren't familiar with the with the mechanisms of an embassy? Right. I'm based in Seoul and I arrived here in September and I'm very excited to be here, the first residing Latvian diplomat in, in South Korea. Mm. I've been uh, uh, dealing with uh, Korea for a couple of years now and uh, I'm, I'm coming from headquarters where I was in charge of Korea for about two years. So I'm a little bit familiar, and I was also posted to Japan before, and we were coming to, to Korea at least once per six months. So I'm not new, but uh, as a permanent resident of, of, of Seoul, it, it's very challenging from the on the one hand, and it's also very exciting on the other hand. Yeah, I find that really interesting because you've got the experience of, of traveling around as a diplomat. What, what are some of the biggest issues that you would want to share with any other expats who are coming over here and, and also maybe some of the best things about living in Seoul? I think the biggest hurdle well, for me it was probably the language barrier and uh, I feel that uh, it's uh, it's necessary to, to a little bit brush up my Korean. I have some uh, uh, basics what I learned in Latvia just before coming here but uh, I feel a real need to, to improve Korean language and, and to get more understanding 
of it. But what is uh, most exciting, I think, is that Seoul is a city so dynamic. It's a big city of, uh, of a huge uh, a variety of, of different uh, attractions, huge variety of different businesses. So it's challenging for us to understand how everything is functioning here, how we can uh, focus ourselves on on uh, promoting economic business relations mm, with mm. Korea. So this will be our main tasks for the embassy from now. Yeah, so if I can return to you, uh, to the ambassador, Mr. Penke, th- th- that's uh, something we hear just about every time there are bilateral talks, this, this area of economic cooperation, so important in the world today. And like never before, we're seeing free trade deals struck up, etc., etc. Is this uh, almost an untapped opportunity now to have, to have an, an embassy based here in order to reach into areas that previously, you know, maybe were left uncovered? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Also, I'm uh, finishing on the previous topic about recovering um, uh, from Tokyo, from Japan, the um, uh, relations with um, Korea coming to Seoul. Mm. I have to also mention that uh, we will be having also a permanent ambassador here. So uh, my colleague, uh, Alex Ilgis, currently is setting up the embassy and functioning as a charge previously yes. here. But as from the next year, we'll be having here a permanent ambassador. So I will stay only to the Latvia-Japan relations. Uh, and my colleague, uh, new ambassador, will be here dealing with the uh, Korea-Latvia relations. Yes, economics is the uh, key issue for any embassy everywhere in the world, in any place. So we are trying, as, as a small country, uh, we are trying to make uh, the maximum out of our embassies, our representations, wherever they are. And Asia, in this region, it is really very crucial to have a permanent people on the ground mm. to deal with the uh, possible projects, investments, and corporations in, in different fields, as well as attracting um, interest from the uh, tourists to come to Latvia. And yes. And Latvians coming to, to Korea. It's quite far, but still it's in the modern time. We can very quickly come to the uh, Latvia as well as, as uh, well, Korea. Let me just extend that with you, because for those who maybe don't even know that exactly. the Latvian capital is Riga, uh, maybe football fans are, have heard of this team, Skonta Riga. <laughs> that was my case uh, up until a few years ago before I started looking more into the Baltic states, but people can be forgiven for not knowing too much about this part of the world. Can you tell us why it's uh, important on the global stage and what you're famous for? Well, we have the, uh, as we call ourselves, uh, Riga as the metropolis of the Baltics. So it's uh, it's really the wonderful opportunity if the people could come to Latvia and to see the um, country. We are a small country, two, two million people living only, but we are... Um, very um, uh, located in, on a geographically advantaged place. So we are on the crossroads, trading routes, which means that um, the uh, capital of Riga is uh, really very cosmopolitan. It's with a nice, uh, small cafeterias, bohemian lifestyle during the night, uh, and at the same time, very smart and IT-oriented uh, in, in, in the um, daytime with the business opportunities. The design of Latvia, the arts, is, is quite popular and famous uh, worldwide. So mm-hmm. not only sports, but our opera singers have been occupying in a positive way the uh, uh, the uh, main stages, world uh, stages of opera houses yes. uh, for 
quite a, quite a time. So it's um, it's really is uh, the matter of uh, finding time and coming coming to Latvia. I'm sure that in this part of the of the world uh, there is uh, not that wide knowledge of of the northern European region as such. It's not only Latvia. It's, of course, it's the yeah. Baltics. So the way how to get is uh, through through Helsinki. Currently, take a plane, go to Helsinki, then 15 minutes, and you are in, in Riga, and then you can explore all three Baltic states. Yeah, let me bring you in on that as well, Mr. Elgis. Yeah, I just wanted to add that uh, Baltic states and Latvia as a central Baltic country is one of the closest EU members to Korea, actually. So all flights uh, which are flying to Europe, to London, to Paris, to Amsterdam uh, or Frankfurt, they all fly above the northern Europe. Yes. Many flights fly above Finland, uh, Sweden, but many flights also fly above our country. And that's why we are kind of natural entry point for all Asian flights, all Asian tourists to to European Union. Yes. That's why Helsinki is also one of the closest cities for, for change. And within some 12 hours, anyone from Seoul can get to Riga. Which, just, is, which is a great selling point in itself. But you, you said before that when you came here, you had some challenges and some excitement. For a Korean holidaymaker in Riga, enjoying this bohemian cosmopolitan atmosphere, uh, is there anything to be aware of? If, if, if anyone listening thinks, okay, great, I'm going to have an adventure now in Latvia. Well, I, I just also wanted to mention that uh, our capital, Riga, is more than 800 years old, founded wow. 1201, and it is listed at UNESCO World Heritage as a as a culture uh, historical uh, cultural heritage uh, in the world um and i think that uh, old town you can just walk in it's very safe uh, it is very nice uh, made by by in a german style you find it very similar to many german um, small towns and cities and it is really uh, as ambassador told you can enjoy cafes you can enjoy museums you can enjoy just walking through the history We've got a message here. Riga, hometown of the great violinist Gidon Kramer. Is that the pronunciation? Right. Correct, yes. It, this is one of the challenges that I would, I think, anticipate is just pronouncing all the names of the places and the names that I see correctly. But that's part of the fun of traveling, right? Sure. We, we, I hope that everybody's forgiving of that. Yeah. And it works the, the other way when people mispronounce things over here. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, the Latin language is very ancient language. It is um, uh, related even to the Sanskrit. So we have only, on the Baltic language groups, there is only two languages, Lithuanian, our southern neighbors, uh, and Latvians. There are two nations who, ha- who are speaking the language, this very old language, uh, which belongs to the Baltic language group. So we do expect uh, difficulties in learning our language as well as we see difficulties of learning uh, different difficult languages of Korea or for me, for example, in Japan, it's, it's also quite challenging. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I mean, I mean, I'm studying Korean. It's been an ongoing project and I, I imagine it'll be a lifelong project. Um, Ambassador Penke, um, we heard again from you there, and it draws on the question I asked you before about economic cooperation. We hear of these three Baltic states. Uh, why does there have to be this connection between the three? Is it because of you know being smaller nations joining together offers more power? Is there uh, economics behind that? Is it to do with the kind of resources that you could offer? 
Uh, well, I think the driving uh, force which uh, keeps three body states together and which is rightly um, pointed is that the historical experience. We had the same history history in in past uh, being um, uh, being fighting for our uh, statehood, uh, establishing our statehood uh, in uh, 1918, and then um, having a free uh, ride of independence for 20, uh, a little bit more than 20, 30 years, and then being occupied by the uh, Soviet Union, Russia at that time. So it, in a way, the, after the Second World War, the Germans, uh, Nazis came in, then the uh, Soviet Union liberated uh, uh, three Baltic states uh, from the Nazi. The only thing, they forgot to go home. They stayed for more than 50 years, mm. and in 1991, we regained independence. So history and historical um, elements are those who are um, keeping three states together. At the same time, all three Baltic states are, are different. Uh, Language-wise, uh, we with Lithuanians are on the same language group, but with Estonians, we are a totally different language group. Estonians are a Finno-Ugric language group. Yes. The cultural things are also um, different in, 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 in each of the countries. And that's why we advise uh, for anyone who is traveling, try take time, and, and it's small countries, and you can... Uh, Hop between them? Absolutely, easily, <laughs> and, and see the differences. Have a Baltic tour. Well, you hear about Baltic cruises, don't you, as well? Yeah, that's right. And we have the uh, the ships coming in, the, the cruises, cruise ships coming and traveling also, going through, sailing to the uh, Stockholm, Finland. Uh, you can also go to St. Petersburg, then Tallinn, which is Estonian capital, Riga, Latvia, and uh, to Lithuania. Mr. Elgis, uh one thing that uh, struck me there in that conversation, and I imagine it's something that's been clear to you on previous visits, but especially having been here for a few weeks, is the identity of Korea. How important it is in this post-colonial era to, to rediscover that identity. Is that something that we can start sharing as well with Latvia, that, that conversation about you know, you know being an independent nation on the world stage, having been underneath that um, oppression? As the ambassador already mentioned, we had a, a very complicated history during the 20th century, and I think there are also some similarities to Korea. Uh, that, that's why probably we are also uh, we understand each other mentally quite well, and that's why Korea at the moment is our second uh, business partner in Asia, uh, and and we can do our thing, uh, our common business and cooperation more easier, uh, having uh, similar background. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting how history and geography play their role in the practicalities of economics. Ambassador Penke, you're based in Japan as well, as I said before, and, and as a true diplomat, I'm sure you're going to be careful with your words here, but we can't escape the difficulty of Seoul-Tokyo ties, and here you are bridging both of them. And, and right now, up in the air is this comfort women issue. It's completely unresolved. Do you have anything that you would say to us as listeners on that subject? I mean, is it something that you get drawn into as an ambassador? Well, of course, uh, we are uh, drawn into that issue, not as, as ambassador, but as any human being just watching and, and, and reading and seeing the complicated uh, issue and complicated discussions between uh, Tokyo and, and Seoul on this uh, uh, very dramatic uh, events and tragic events in, in the past. Uh, of course, uh, it's uh, easy to give uh, lessons from the outside, but the issue should be solved and resolved between the two countries, between two nations. And I think uh, both Tokyo and Seoul 
are trying uh, with uh, some sort of um, uh, up and down, uh, let's say, up and down activities or efforts of bring, bringing together this uh, difficult issue and, and, and solving it and leaving it to the past. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Ilgis, I asked you before about the mechanisms of an embassy. Right. The mechanisms of diplomacy are also a little bit foreign to many of us when we hear about working level talks and and talks and talks and talks mm-hmm. and and without a resolution for many people in the ordinary world that can be very frustrating. But is it something that you as a diplomat understand that these things can drag on? Well, if you are coming back to, to the issue, um, well, uh, we we don't are we are not directly involved in that. But as Ambassador already mentioned, that as a human being, we are we are carefully watching, and and we hope that this issue will be resolved in order to have a better uh, cooperation and better understanding of of, of all, also our relations both with South Korea and and with Japan. But as a mechanism, where how embassy is working, well, uh, basically we are now very much involved with all the administrative issues, setting up and and building uh, to. Uh, an embassy pumping it up to make it functional mm-hmm. and the second stage will be uh, just going in all the diplomatic activities and then you will have a new ambassador next year a new yeah. location as well we wish you right. all the best with setting that up and if you need any questions or anything you know how to get in touch powder shop 1013 yeah, thank you everybody. it's only 51 a message right <laughs> no but seriously it would be lovely to uh, continue our own relationship with well, both of you, but also the new ambassador when he arrives next year. Let me give you an official goodbye as I welcomed you here. Ambassador Mr. Normans Penke. Thank you very much. For for safe, safe trips backwards and forwards to Japan in the meantime. Thank you very much, yes. And uh, I wish uh, all the listeners all the best. And also Mr. Oleg Ilgis, charged affair of the embassy here. Thank you very much for having us today. So, our introduction to Latvia. You can email us any opinions you might have, efmthismorning at gmail.com.